This is 15 Minutes of Freedom. I'm your host, Ryan Adele, and today we're talking about watering your lawn. Today, in this episode, I'm going to share with you why if you're not consistently watering your lawn, it's going to die. Now, of course, right, it's the middle of winter here in Columbus, Ohio. We're not too worried about watering our lawn. And maybe you live somewhere more seasonal, more enjoyable this time of year. Maybe you do have to water your lawn. But what I'm sharing with you today is actually the investment that you should be making on a consistent basis that's way more than just knowing you should, it's actually doing it. And I shared this from a conversation that I was fortunate to have today. See, in this career, in this field, in this place of enjoyment that I get to live literally every day in, I'm blessed to get to spend time with men and women from all walks of life. Maybe as you're listening and you're tuning in, you're one of the incredible individuals I get to spend time with on a weekly basis, whether that's inside the life optimization group as it sits, which is right the, the mindset matters type of group where we meet once a week and we have our conversations and we drive forward as a tribe and there's homework and there's accountability and there's all these great things. Maybe you're one of those. If that intrigues you as I share that, send me an email that says life optimization group in the subject line and I'll, I'll share with you all the pieces and parts, right? There's no sort of sales funnel. There's no sort of sale. We're not going to hop on a long conversation about it, but I'll drop you an email back with what that is. And maybe that hasn't been for you and maybe you're more of one of the ones I get to work with on a one-to-one basis where we go really, really deep, right? We use a life optimization test cover a series of videos and trainings and it's a whole different type of conversation that I get to have with you that is admittedly based around a certain level of psychology, spiral dynamics, business, relationships, just the culmination of what I've been through. Or maybe you fall into the bucket in which I'm having conversations with you based around growing your coaching, mentor, consulting business. And that has its own things to it. All of which, if you're curious about any of these, send me an email, ryan at ryanidel.com. I'll gladly share all of the intricacies with you. There's no secret. There's no anything that way. The show today is still not about that. I just want to cover all the bases so that you're not preemptively assuming that a conversation I had with someone fit in one specific bucket. But the conversation I had today was with a powerful individual that says, hey, Right, you got a couple minutes to chat today. And it's this individual, it's not our scheduled time to have a conversation. There's no appointment on my calendar. There's nothing. And as I have made a point to hold time and space on my calendar for me and the things that I hold important, I typically don't field calls that are out of turn. I find that when I do that, I don't show up as the best version of myself for the call or for myself, and it's completely out of alignment with who I am. But yet today is, it's Friday, January 31st. Yet today is that text message comes across and says, hey, basically, I need, I need a listening ear. Whether it's my soul, whether it's God, whether it's intuition, or whether it's a divine force, Something tells me in that moment to reach out to this individual. And so I do. And as I hop on the the phone with this individual, 
we share some things back and forth, right? I call it, we dispense with the niceties, right? How are you? How's your day? How's business, right? Some of the things that you're quote unquote supposed to say, which I think are completely flowery and pointless. And then I say, look, I can hear something in your voice. What's going on? He's not right. And I don't, I don't know if I'm ready to, to, to talk about it. I said, well, that's interesting, but here we are. So you don't really get a choice. It's time. It's time to get it out because everything feels better out than in. And so this individual eventually breaks down and starts to share some, I'll call them roadblocks that have began to appear inside of his family dynamic, inside of his relationship. And we're having this conversation, which ends up going on for the better part of an hour. And this brilliant, brilliant individual sharing with me, like all the things that you're supposed to do right around. I just don't get it. I know I meditate in the mornings and I know what's supposed to happen, but it's not happening. And Ryan, I would put our kids to bed and I spend time with my wife and it, it just, the connection's not there. It's just not happening. And Ryan, I don't remember the last time we went out on a date where we actually had fun with one another. We planned something. And then it turns into, right, the stresses that you and I probably feel in our daily life. The stresses of the bills that stack up. The stresses of the mortgage. The stresses of the car payments. The vacations. The student loans. The stresses that exist for almost every person I get to, to speak to, share time and energy with. And so you look at this, and I'm looking at this with this powerful, powerful individual. And he's beside himself because he knows on one side of his mind, he knows what he needs to do. I need to do these things. I need to produce at a certain level. I need to show up and be a great father and a great husband. I need to go on date nights. I need, I need, I need. Maybe you're there yourself. Maybe as I'm saying this, it's hitting you that you realize that there's things that you know you need to do, but yet you don't do them. I hope so, because this is where we started talking about watering the lawn. You see, that you don't have to be perfect in anything. And so it all starts from, to me, opening that box of awareness. And this individual is sharing that he is aware that there are things that he needs to do better. And there's been some upheavals that have created that new sense of awareness. Those upheavals don't make him good or bad, right or wrong, left or right. Those upheavals, in my opinion show what is possible. It's this smack in the face. It's the, gosh, I should have been doing this thing and I'm not. And while I have read it in a book, while I have heard other people say it, if I finally take honest stock of my life, I have not done the things I know I need to do. And that's painful, right? He, he's in pain as he's sharing that with me because he has to come to the realization that it is his fault. 
And this is not the capital F fault. This is not the fact of he's the only one responsible for anything that happens inside of his household. This is the fact that he has to take ownership and fault of the fact he hasn't been showing up. And that there are going to be a million and one excuses every day as to why it couldn't happen. Why he couldn't make enough time to do X, Y, and Z. Why the stresses of the college loans and the car payments and the mortgage can become too much. Where it slides you into this state of sedation in which all you do is go through the motions of things that aren't producing income. Men, this is more specifically to you because I have been guilty of this. In the studios I'm recording this, my hand is held very high. Where I'm fortunate from where I sit with my wife have been previously married, that although I love my daughter, who is officially my bonus daughter, right, my stepdaughter, while I love her dearly, there are times every week in which we don't have her. She's with her father, who's actively involved in her life. And so I get time to date my wife every week. It doesn't take an act of Congress to pull this off. I don't have to hire a babysitter. I don't have to do anything. I get to plan a date, pick up my wife, or have her meet me at the office and go do things one-to-one. And over time, I become more and more proficient at the fact that I need to leave my phone in my pocket or in the car, and I just need to be in the moment. And so I get to cheat on that a little bit, right? Like, that's probably not your story. That's probably not what you get to experience. But yet you know you need to do things because if you don't water that lawn, it's not going to grow. And not only will it not grow over a period of time, it might die. And while this individual and I today are having a conversation, his lawn is nowhere near dying. His house is not on fire. Nobody's throwing in the towel. But there is the painful revelation that things must change. And in the sense of feeling lack, less than, because life stacks up, and there's bills and debts and things and travel and vacation and kids and check all the boxes, right? You and I know what I'm talking about. While there's all these things, at the end of the day, at some point, none of that shit is going to matter. I just dead serious. You come to the point in which you realize those confines that we create for ourselves end up being the thing that hold us back from living the way that we wanted to live. And I'll explain what I mean by that by the nature of this individualized conversation, right? We start talking about fun and admiration and how it feels. And when's the last time you just had a great time? Right? Just you and your wife. When do you have a, a phenomenal time together? When do you just laugh and cut up and enjoy each other? Man, I don't even remember. Does that sound familiar to you? I don't even remember. I don't know when that happened. And he's honest with us. He doesn't know when it happened. I said, that's all right. What would it look like for you? Do you remember a time in which you had fun? He said, yeah, you know, it's just, it's just lighter. Right? There's all these things I'm supposed to do. I'm Right, I love our house, I love our neighborhood, I love our cars, I love our kids, but I just feel like there's all this stuff I'm supposed to do, and I got too busy on the supposed to to do the stuff that made me happy. And that statement alone hit me like a ton of bricks personally. 
Because for me, right, there's this consistent pursuit of more, more income, more clients, more impact, more downloads, more cars, more experiences, more trips, more masterminds, more everything. It's literally nonstop more, more, more for me. And so what ends up happening is I miss out on the enjoyment of the moment. And I share with this individual, it's taken me the fourth quarter of last year to finally dial into this. Like, man, having more shit doesn't mean a more fulfilled life. Now, it certainly could. And this is where the whole personal development world goes haywire to me. Talk about manifestation and putting it out in the universe that you are living as if you already have experienced it, right? The emotional vibration that could exist inside of you from earning a million dollars and what that would feel like. Cool. To the best of my ability, I know what it feels like right now. I haven't done that personally. And so I'll sit with that in the seat of my own consciousness most mornings. But then when I leave that moment and I hop in my car and I leave our house and I go to the gym and I come to the office, nothing in my life perceivably would change in any capacity if I had that sort of income. I would have more options, I suppose, but the amount of savings that my wife and I have right now, plus the way that we live our life, literally nothing changes. And I don't know that I would want it to change. And so then it's, right, there's this circle that exists in front of me, maybe in front of you as well, which you don't know where it started and where it ended. Because, right, if, I, if I'm supposed to want to have these things, and, right, I love cars, so I want to have the Rolls Royce and the Porsche 911 Turbo, and I want these things. And then it could be, well, is he justifying mediocrity because he doesn't have those things, so he's saying it's not that important? Maybe. For me, no, but I guess it could be perceived that way. It could be perceived that way because no longer does it require consistent pushing at every moment of every day in order to feel more accomplished than I did the day before. The most accomplished that I feel is actually Monday mornings because I have this time in which I can create right, from 10 to about noon. And I love that time. And now all I'm doing is peeling away layers personally inside of this business to get back more and more of my time. because I want to water what I want to grow. I like to grow as a man, as a husband, as a father, as a leader. I wanna grow in those capacities. And if I'm trapped in the confines that I've created, I can no longer grow. I've hit the ceiling. No different than this powerful, great individual has hit his own ceiling, but it's self-imposed. The new house and the certain cars and the private schools and the things that we all want because we're quote unquote supposed to have them, has created the environment which he has to produce at a certain level in order to feel fulfilled. And by the nature of pushing that hard, he's starting to slide away from the things he knows he's supposed to do to cultivate healthy relationships with his family and with himself. And so then he calls on the backside of a traumatic event. And then we have this conversation where these levels of awareness start opening up. And he directly asked me, does this stuff ever change? Where's the level of income where you don't feel this way anymore? And I say to him the same thing I'm going to say to you. I have no idea. Because I still feel the same way. I still feel like most days, at any moment of any day, somehow magically I'm going to make some horrible decision and all this stuff's going to be stricken away. 
that you'll stop listening to the show, that people will stop caring that I can help them, that the savings that we have will be eliminated, and I'll be back to square one once again. At least once a week. That, like I wake up and like my heart feels heavy because of that. My chest feels tight. So I don't know if that goes away. What I do know is I feel the best when I spend time with my wife. I feel the best when I'm laughing. I feel the best when we're as a family, you know, watching movies together and laughing around the dining room table eating dinner. I feel the best. And so my advice to him, as it would be to you, would be to water that part of the lawn. When it feels better, I produce better. And when I produce better, I feel better, right? I can get out of the initial circle and jump in the other one. The one in which all the pieces go together. And that would be my encouragement for you as we draw today's episode to a conclusion is simply this. Analyze across your life in which what field needs some more water? Is it your business? Is it your relationship? Is it your body? Which one are you not watering in the right capacity? Because I guarantee it's one of them. Balance doesn't exist. To water each one equally every day is almost impossible. What is not impossible is to take stock of them each day and figure out which one you should water more the next day. Knowing that it's going to shift day over day, week over week, and month over month. I'm Ryan Nidell, wishing you truly unlimited success.